Hey everybody, welcome back. Another podcast. I've got another friend of mine. You know, uh, a great blessing of life is having a lot of cool friends. So this friend of mine, who's with me now in my studio today, is Badr, and he's uh, an AUS graduate, a fellow AUS graduate. He's into a lot of interesting things. He caught my lost podcast and uh, reached out and said, "Hey, let's have a conversation." And I'm like, "I'm always up for a good chat, and good conversation." So. Um, Brother, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you, Ali, for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak to you today. Uh, really interesting initiative you've uh, got here. I basically, like Ali has mentioned, I'm a uh, AUS graduate from the class of 2006. Uh, I was among the first batch of uh, environmental science undergrads. And uh, after graduating, I have been working now for 13 years, primarily based here in the UAE. Eight of those years have been with a company called Petrofac, who are also well connected to AUS. Petrofac is an engineering and construction firm. Their regional office is in Sharjah, so I've been working with their corporate health, safety, and environment department. Basically, that manages risk across the company. Other than this, I've also worked for a couple of years as an environmental consultant primarily focusing on impact environmental impact assessment studies for uh, projects in the UAE and around the region so i've also had the opportunity to uh, visit different project sites and clients uh, in the UAE Oman Saudi Arabia and other than that i've also had a short stint at the Abu Dhabi company for onshore operations which is now part of the Adnoc group as again a in an HSE coordination type of role So that, in a summary, is what I've been uh, doing. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great to hear. You know, a lot of my listeners know me personally, also, and and what they know about me is I am, I would say, reasonably environmentally conscious. Uh, just don't look at the truck I drive. It's a huge gas guzzler. I actually um, is interesting. I'll bring this up. I had to get the passing done for my car renewal, and the passing report has a very uh, interesting data and a new section on that report. about environmental impact and apparently my truck is contributing uh, 20 tons of carbon to the environment every year i felt a little bad but then i started driving and i felt better again so i'm i'm very guilty of driving the wrong type of vehicle earlier podcast you caught me with john katsos and we were discussing electric vehicles so that that might be uh, something that is in is in my near future thinking about getting into electric but back to point Brother here, he's he's my resident expert when it comes to all thing environmental. He's been very active in the area, in the region, when it comes to all of these things. I think a key question that a lot of people still have, I get asked, even though I'm I'm not a big expert in the area, where are we? What should we be doing? What should we not be doing? What's the key concern with environmental impact? Most recently in the news, we're hearing a lot of buzz about. single-use plastic. We're hearing a lot of buzz about getting rid of the drinking straw. I mean, why are you guys killing off my drinking straw? I'm, there's got to be worse things on the planet than my drinking straw. So where is the awareness? What are the things we need to know? That's a good question. And uh, it's obviously a complex topic. Um, you've mentioned a couple of uh, items uh, that we've been hearing about recently, right? Uh, in terms of uh, reducing plastic usage and, you know, common everyday items. which are i suppose the low hanging fruit as far as uh, uh, reduction of you know environmental pollution is concerned um i think certainly we should be focusing on these uh, at the same time it's important to i 
I would say collaborate with uh, each other, look at opportunities for synergy. So I'm talking about in terms of uh, people to people, communities to communities, as well as between uh, businesses. Look at opportunities where we can collectively have a larger impact and reduce uh, our uh, carbon footprint. On the topic, I just uh, recalled actually, uh, there's been an article, I believe, in the local uh, newspapers recently, probably the National, uh, regarding tap water being fit for consumption. Uh, Apparently, in uh, as far as Dubai is concerned, uh, tap water is perfectly fit for human consumption. And uh, I think this is this is really important, uh, obviously, for all of us over here to know, since uh, plastic bottles and their usage is such is so high in the UAE. And, you know, we see the resulting uh, impact in terms of the uh, pollution that that causes and the waste uh, that is being generated. So, yeah. So I so I think uh, the opportunity over here is really in terms of uh, coming together to basically magnify the impact that we can have, you know, in terms of uh, both reducing consumption, reducing, you know, waste generation, recycling. Uh, Brother, I hear you on all of that. I just want to take a step back. And before we jump into the the items and the things that you've mentioned, uh, I just want to take the example of the plastic bottle. Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate. Maybe I just have a different perspective on things. I mean, you know, I mentioned the straw. Why are we beating up on the poor, poor, poor straw? Why are we beating up on this water bottle? What really is the impact of me using plastic water bottles? I mean, aren't they aren't the new plastic bottles biodegradable? Aren't the new plastic bottles being recycled? You know, if, if I'm a conscious consumer and I'm using bottled water, why can't I take it to a recycling plant? If I've done that, then isn't it okay to use? Well... I mean, yes, uh, you are right to some extent. Certainly the new bottles being uh, out in the market, they are biodegradable to some extent. But I mean, having said that, compared to other items, plastic doesn't, certainly it has a longer life, I would say, in the natural environment and it takes time to degrade. Uh, It can certainly also be recycled and it is being recycled, for example, here in the UAE and in other parts of the world. But you also have to keep in mind that where we need to look at this issue from a couple of different dimensions. For example, the water bottle generation process, the production, the uh, resulting waste that's produced. And then again, uh, if that is being uh, repurposed or recycled for other uh, for other use, there's this is obviously an energy intensive process, right? So you also have the resulting uh, CO2 emissions that would be associated with that process. Okay. So the, the first, I mean, the way we should look at this is to basically uh, use that three R's principle, yeah. right? That is uh, commonly taught in schools. Uh, reduce, reuse, and recycling comes in the third place over there. So the best strategy over here is obviously to reduce our consumption, reduce yeah. the need for using bottles or straws or what have you. So I think that's the way we should approach this. I hear you on that. And this makes a lot more sense to me now because in my mind, I was like, okay, if I've got the bottle, I'm a informed consumer, I care about the environment. I'll go get it recycled. But the idea behind, you know, there is there's a manufacturing process to create that bottle, and that that has environmental impact. And even if you were to recycle that bottle, that has an environmental impact. Also, I'm assuming I don't have exact numbers, but I'm assuming a significant portion of consumers don't actually recycle it. So I guess the logical approach is not to have the bottle in the first place. Absolutely. And, and that's why the three R's have are in that particular sequence, which makes a lot of sense. 
where can we get rid of before we get into the larger scope of things where can we get rid of this this type of stuff where the single use plastic is there and we can just simply remove it and you know you mentioned that the water in dubai is drinkable i know a lot of companies in the ue that are selling home filtration systems that will you know bring it up one more notch if if that's what you're looking for in terms of health and safety but where where what are the things that we can do today in our day-to-day lives small adjustments that will have this ripple effect and carry over well if we were to focus on plastic certainly uh, the items we've spoken about for example you know drinking tap water reducing the need for purchasing plastic bottles or bottled water that's definitely a big one in addition to this using you know ceramic or other or glass uh, basically water holders instead of uh, plastic that certainly uh, reduces our need for you know plastic usage and waste and consumption so figure out areas in your life in your day to day life and the products that you use where you could replace plastic with you know something more durable something that you wouldn't be uh, you, you wouldn't need to dispose so frequently I hear you. Um, I remember the university, well, we're at AUS and the university ran a campaign, I, I believe it was last semester or the semester before with the sustainability department where they were handing out um, free uh, stainless steel bottles. And, and there's uh, lo- locations in all the buildings where you can just refill those for free. And uh, with the students running around class to class, I think that significantly would impact and reduce plastic consumption. I think that's very, very smart idea and something simple that we can apply into day-to-day lives. It's taking a step back, looking at the broader aspect of things. You know, I'm one person. Yes, I do have an impact, but changing me versus changing an organization or changing a corporation or changing a company will near instantly have a significantly larger impact. Talk to me about what you've been working on, you know, when it comes to these sort of things. Right. So uh, owing to my experience in industry and the corporate world for so long, I've been in the recent past, uh, I'd say around uh, the past one year, I've been focusing on the reported sustainability performance of uh, corporates, both here in the UAE as well as outside. So uh, most organizations, big organizations, and especially those that are publicly listed, they sort of measure their uh, performance both on an environmental, social, as well as economic level. And then they are bound to report that annually in their uh, sustainability or annual reports. Sort sort of to give a picture to, uh, you know, make it more transparent. How have they performed in terms of their impact, you know, on uh, all of these levels. So I've been out of uh, personal curiosity and uh, passion, I've been basically uh, reviewing these uh, reports of a couple of companies uh, in the recent past. And uh, what I've uh, tried to do is to basically increase their transparency and their, um, you know, the engagement of the general public and stakeholders with these reports. So I'm transferring uh, important, what I find is important data and information in these reports into an easy to view and read uh, format, video format, basically. Okay. So uh, these are short videos that I produce uh, based on the uh, information being reported in these uh, reports. And I uh, basically share that on uh, social media, right. on uh, different mediums uh, for people to have a quick, uh, you know, easy to see snapshot on how a particular company is uh, performing. This could be a company that, you know, they engage with in terms of being its customers, clients, or even employees. So I just think it uh, gives uh, 
people a better idea of you know the landscape in terms of uh, what business is doing in society that's fantastic i think that's very important to communicate what's going on to everyday people um i just want to break it down a little bit let's let's go back to the reporting so when you talk about reporting in in sustainability and reporting what is you said data what data are we talking about what sort of data is being collected when it comes to these these things that's a good question uh companies basically report in accordance with a couple of international guidelines and standards the most well known is called the gri the global reporting initiative and the gri has a set of uh, criteria or uh, parameters for which they require uh, reporting companies to you know measure and report on so these are a variety of indicators actually on environmental front uh, these concern for example energy usage water usage uh, carbon dioxide emissions greenhouse gas emissions for example waste generation and then uh, on the other hand you also have social indicators important social indicators that uh, concern the operation of these companies so this is everything from you know community engagement to employee engagement uh, gender equality in the workplace pay, pay pay gaps for example and community investments you know so these kind of uh, as well as uh, health and safety something that is uh, quite relevant to my experience so these are the sort of indicators that uh, these companies would report in a typical sustainability report that's a lot of stuff there and i think that's a lot of relevant stuff to what's going on in the world and how we're trying to improve the planet we live on how i'm just trying to understand a little bit in terms of um, policy and 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 regulations is it required to report this sort of data in the uae or the rest of the world or are do, are there still discrepancies and differences in that there are differences and discrepancies in that depending on the geography we're talking about um in the uae to my knowledge companies are not ab- obliged at this time to report on their sustainability performance however uh, companies that are publicly listed on stock exchanges especially in say europe or north america uh, they are certainly um, obliged to do that so in that case uh, their local arms or branches in the uae or in other parts of the world they automatically do uh, measure this kind of data and they report this to their head office who then in most cases prepares the sustainability report other than that there are uh, certainly private firms or even sometimes government organizations uh, both in the uae and in other locations that take the initi- initiative themselves to be good corporate citizens and to basically you know measure and report on their sustainability performance for their stakeholders to view uh, that's wonderful talking a little bit more about the UAE um in Sharjah we have Bia it's one of the largest recycling centers in the region i see their trucks on the on the roads all the time i i constantly get updates from social and different channels of where they're participating where they're collecting paper where they're collecting trash i get the feeling that as a as a country we're very involved i get the feeling that the government is very involved is that also true for the corporates do you feel the corporates that are in the uae you know that have business here do they care are they involved in the same way that everyone else is well there are two levels to this involvement or two aspects to corporates involvement in terms of uh, you know sustainability initiatives so one of them is the push factor 
that is usually driven by the head office and obviously the regulatory environment in the country where that uh, company is operating so if a organization here in the UAE for example has to report on its environmental impact especially in terms of a new project being set up let's say a construction project then they are obliged to do so uh, with respect to the local laws okay. and uh, then they will uh, take that step they will uh, measure their performance and they will report on it then on the other hand you have the pull factor and uh, that's where it gets interesting because that's where i think innovative companies and uh, companies that whom i would describe as good corporate citizens they take the initiative they see that the general population i mean just not just here in the uae but in other parts of the world is now increasingly looking at these aspects right how well does a company perform uh, what's the gender equality ratio in terms of their employees how do they pay their employees what uh, impact are they having on the local environment depending on the company's operations so these would be you know pull factors in terms of the interest of the general population or the different stakeholders and companies that recognize that factor they do take steps then to basically you know mitigate any uh, let's say adverse impact due to their operation or you know just measure how they're performing on these uh, parameters and report them that's very interesting to hear and i think that's very positive also to hear you know the confucius said that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step i always um, tell tell my students and tell my friends the same thing success is 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 most often not measured by how you compare to others but how you compare to who you were yesterday so the way i feel it or the way i see it is if there's improvement and there's directionality to that improvement in the sense that we are always working towards improving and if these corporates are getting on that boat and if they're looking at this sort of data and they're uh, understanding and appreciating what's happening with the rest of the world and where the growth is and we have uh, regulatory pushes and then we have pull from the people i feel that the direction is positive and i feel that the direction is also moving would that be a fair assumption it is yes certainly in my uh, 13 years of experience over here i have noticed that yes in general the uh, private sector the corporate world is uh, more uh, cognizant more knowledgeable now on their sustainability impacts and they recognize that they do have to take uh, concrete steps to you know both measure their performance as well as manage it that's great that's absolutely fantastic it's great to hear and it's great to have someone with your experience and you know your your nails in the industry coming back and reaffirming that assumption i think that's absolutely fantastic going back to your initiative i know i sidetracked a while it's just my curiosity this is the way my brain works um going back to the initiative that you you have got moving and and the visualization that you do for the data how important is this i think it's uh, definitely important for the modern public the modern consumer the modern stakeholder uh, especially millennials uh, i think a lot of uh, research and data on uh, media consumption uh, has come up with the fact that people remember and they like to engage with information if it's visual mm-hmm. and uh, video format or video reporting is uh, i understand the fastest growing media form right now on the internet yes especially on social media so i'm trying to basically capitalize on that and uh, trying to ensure that more people and especially young people 
they get to basically see uh, or have more transparency on a corporate's uh, sustainability performance. How's the engagement been? What's what's the feedback been? I mean, you've been doing this for a little bit now. You've got some content out there. You've done done some visualizations for some you know sets of data. What's the feedback been? What have people been telling you that have seen the stuff that you've developed? Well, I have to admit that I haven't uh, pushed the videos that I've been producing and sharing too much in terms of uh, you know digital marketing and the like. But uh, I have been uh, sharing these videos on, for example, uh, social media channels in the recent past. And I've uh, spoken to a couple of my professional associates about them. And the uh, feedback so far has been positive. There are certainly areas for improvement in terms of the video design, for example, or uh, in terms of the data analysis that can be potentially performed on the data that I'm uh, gathering. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are areas that I will explore in the future. But I would say I have uh, so far, I mean, the engagement has been good. I'm especially noticing on a couple of social media platforms such as Instagram and especially on LinkedIn too, where I'm connected to a lot of uh, sustainability professionals. I have uh, received uh, some, uh, I would say some good interest and feedback, you know, from uh, Mm -hmm. people who work in this space. And especially uh, I've noticed uh, small organizations and startups who work in the sustainability space have definitely taken note. I think it's very accurate what you mentioned about um, your assessment. So, so let me say it another way. I think your assessment of what you've been doing is, is very reflective. I guess the point I'm trying to make is when I had a look at your work, I was able to relate to it. Being a non-industry person, I'm not from your industry. I can understand, and you know, I'll even discount when you say that, oh, other guys from the industry understood it. They're from the industry. This is like, me showing a spreadsheet to an accounting guy, of course he's going to get it. He's an accounting guy. But if I'm a non-industry person of environmental safety, security, all of these things, I felt when I looked at it that I was able to understand and you know, some of the data was like, oh, that's interesting. Or, wow, I didn't realize it was this way. Or I didn't realize the numbers were like that. Or is it really that high? Or is it really that low? It gave me instant insight Along with the instant insight, it created a lot of awareness. It, it put a lot of questions in my head. And a lot of things I started asking myself as well, why isn't everybody else doing this? Or where is everybody else's data? I wonder how that corporation will rank up. Or I wonder how that corporation will rank up. How can we get this activated? So let's say I go to my organization. I say, look, we've got a bunch of data that we've collected when it comes to all of these variables that we've looked at, everything from environmental impact, carbon emissions, equality in the workplace, so on and so forth. How do we get you engaged? How do we get to you and say, hey, make a video for us? Well, you begin obviously the process by, like you were saying, measuring the data, the important data that you'd like to present, uh, obviously to the world. And then you can certainly get in touch with me And uh, I can uh, obviously look at the data closely with you and we can figure out what uh, we would like to report and what would be optimum for reporting in a video format. Okay. And uh, we can certainly then translate that into a, uh, you know, into a graphical format. And, you know, uh, and then after that, it's just technicalities in terms of, you know, the color scheme, the background music and all the other stuff you'd like to have for the video. So, yeah, in a nutshell, that would be the process we would follow. 
I don't like people having excuses. So I don't want one of my uh, listeners or my buddies to call me up and say, oh, Ali, it's such a wonderful idea. That's so great. But our organization doesn't collect data. So what do I tell this guy? What do I tell my friend whose organization doesn't collect data? Can we help him with this or can we point him in the direction so they can figure out how to start collecting that data? We can, yes. Uh, so other than me, there are obviously uh, professional consultants too, uh, otherwise in the market here in the UAE uh, who can assist with this. But I would certainly you know, suggest anyone to basically do, do a bit of their own research online. And I believe you can find out a lot of information in terms of what sustainability parameters and indicators you'd need to you know, begin with uh, collecting. And uh, yeah, I would say just start from there begin with uh, the measurement process. And uh, like I said earlier, I'm uh, certainly willing and available to help out anyone or provide any advice that anyone may require in this area. That's absolutely fantastic. I think that's one of the most critical factors that I've always have is anytime I have wanted to do something, you know, I know how to do steps four and five. I don't know one and one through three, and I don't know how to get from six to 10 also. And then I'm like, ah, you know what, let's just forget about this. So, you know, having that, that end to end access and having that ability of not having an excuse, I think is the best way I'm going to put it. Cause then this puts a little bit of pressure on, you know, my friends who are listening and they know who they are. <laughs> we, need, we need to get your organizations on board, man. Yeah. I, I just like to add to what I was saying earlier. I mean, uh, for a person just starting out on this uh, journey, uh, the United Nations global compact, that is run under the UN umbrella, they have these guidelines and uh, in, I believe even templates and formats on sustainability data that an, or any organization really can begin, can collect and can report. So I'm talking about like simple tables, for example, and stuff. So when you go the next step, then you have the GRI that I had also mentioned earlier, the Global Reporting Initiative. They've got some really nice and detailed uh, documentation on their website on uh, how any organization can begin to, you know, uh, start collecting their sustainability data and what exactly needs to rep be reported and in which format. So I'd say, yeah, definitely take a look at uh, these in the first instance. And uh, otherwise, yeah, please feel free to get in touch with me for any further help. That's, that's absolutely great. We have a point to start, guys. You know, there's a couple of websites. Go there, start reading, start looking at the data. Mothers available. Also, I want to ask you, how friendly is this community? You know, I'm, I'm talking about you guys. I'm talking about all the environmental guys, the safety guys. Is, is, how are they? They're tight. Are they closed off? Are they approachable? You know, if, if I'm the new new kid in the, in the new kid on the block, am I going to get help from them? If I have questions, am I expecting answers or, you know, go learn it online somewhere? I'd say it really depends on the person. I mean, you have a diverse mix of people, uh, especially if I were to speak of the UAE market over here. It's not a huge market in terms of, you know, health, safety, environment and sustainability professionals. I'm connected to quite a few of them on LinkedIn. So, you know, if you're looking to, you know, uh, speak to people or find out who's working in this area, you're welcome to view my LinkedIn profile, connect with me too. I, on a personal front, like to you know help people in this area i'm passionate about uh, sustainability and what i do and i i mean I'll, i'm very willing to assist uh, in addition to this uh, i have a good network of uh, other associates i would say similar who sort of uh, look at this area similar to me uh, they have a similar view in terms of you know helping people uh, in their sustainability journey so i'd say that that you at least have a couple of doors open in terms of uh, getting external help 
Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, again, no more excuses. This is great. You know, this has been fantastic having you here. And, you know, you've you known me for a while now. My, my brain works, you know, it jumps from one question to the other question. I tend to start filling in the blanks before knowing the entire story. What have we missed? What have I forgot to ask you? Sure. Um, I'd say I'd, this would be a good opportunity actually for me to, especially for your young listeners and uh, people uh, or young people in the in this space, in the sustainability space, CSR, uh, health and safety and environment, who uh, may be looking to, you know, uh, network uh, here in the UAE or even in the regional market and who might be looking for jobs. Uh, I find a lot of people in this situation contact me, especially on LinkedIn. So I would, for one point, such listeners to view my LinkedIn profile. There's actually an article over there that I put up around a year or so ago on uh, job finding strategies, especially for our region, for uh, such professionals. Uh, there are a couple of points in here. I'll just uh, mention them for your listeners so you know they can uh, take account of this. A lot of job opportunities are now advertised on LinkedIn. And I think this is this goes across the board, whatever sector you speak of. So I would definitely ask uh, job seekers to, you know, keep a tab on that. Uh, other than that, I did mention to you earlier that I'm connected to a lot of uh, sustainability and environmental professionals in the region. So, uh, yeah, please feel free to take a look through my connections to, you know, get in touch with other people. I mean, definitely networking is very important as far as the job search and even career progression process is concerned. Uh, other than that, uh, the a couple of local, or local organizations, such as the Dubai Municipality and the Environment Agency in Abu Dhabi, they maintain a list of, for example, environmental consultants, registered environmental consultants here in the UAE that uh, work on a variety of projects, both for government and private clients. So I would say those are a good source of jobs basically you know uh, i found that in this region consultants tend to have a higher turnover and consultancies especially in terms of you know movement and uh, consultants leaving uh, their roles so i'd say that for, especially for young sustainability and environmental professionals i'd say that is a good avenue to look at in terms of uh, future career it gives you an opportunity to work with a variety of clients and that's always good uh, other than that, uh, another area that I think does not get as much attention as it should is to basically scan the local business market and business news. So I'm talking about, for example, online websites such as Mead, Arabian Business, Zavia. They often you'll find a report on uh, new project contracts being awarded to various companies and uh, or projects in the pipeline. I'd say as a as a proactive job seeker, it's a good idea to try and get in touch with these uh, companies who are, for example, awarded a new project and just, you know, check with them on positions that might open up on uh, that particular project. I think that's a good uh, avenue to look at. In summary, I'd say that uh, these are a couple of points to note, you know, for uh, young job seekers. Well, that's a lot of valuable information. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Guys, I'll uh, have um, links set up on uh, my website, talktali.com for but there's a uh, profile and contact info and you know the articles that he's also mentioned this has been uh, absolutely wonderful and great to have you but we're, we're not done yet my son who helped me start the podcast had a question of the season okay so i'm gonna put that question to you i hope you're ready the, the question of the season is what is the strangest thing you have ever eaten
Interesting question. I'm not a risk taker as far as cuisine is concerned and uh, as far as eating is concerned. I- I'd say probably the most exotic thing that I've ever had is shark meat, which I tried at an Asian restaurant in Dubai. I think this was a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I'd say that's the most, <laughs> for me, weird thing that I've uh, eaten. I think that's a very acceptable answer. I would not have risked taking <laughs> trying that out. Great, great, great. This has been fantastic having you here. You're more than welcome back anytime. Uh, guys who are listening, opportunity for great conversation, opportunity to learn something new happens every day. You have to ask why anytime you see something. You ask the questions. Only if you ask the questions, you'll get the answers. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate having you. Likewise, Ali. It's been a pleasure. Take care.